Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Let's pray. Father, we're grateful unto you. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your power. Let your counsel be established in our midst. Through your word in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Second Timothy chapter number 1, verse 15 and 16. In verse number 15, it says, This thou knowest, that all they which are in Asia be turned away from me, of whom are Phygelos and Hermogenes. He said, The Lord give mercy unto the house of Onesiphorus, for he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. Praise the Lord. But when he was in Rome, he sought me out very diligently and found me. Praise the Lord. The Lord grant unto him that he may find mercy of the Lord in that day. And in how many things he ministered unto me at Ephesus, thou knowest very well. We are considering the mercies of God part two. The mercies of God part two. Please take your seat. Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy and decided to share a bit of the things he had suffered and also enjoyed in life. In doing so, he said he had encountered certain people. And he made mention of some people he encountered in Asia who were disciples, but they turned away from him when he was in need. And then he mentioned those two guys there who are Figelos and Hermogenes, whatever their name is. God have mercy on those names. I don't think they are names you should put on your children. But these are people who desert their pastor when their pastor is in need. And Paul said, it is worth mentioning them. So, we will not be the first to mention the names of people who are not doing well in church. Yeah. Don't be offended when your pastor uses your misbehavior for an example. Paul is saying that in Asia, these two people deserted him. They turned away from him as if he was a leper. And there are people who turn away from their men of God when they are in certain circumstances or situations. In fact, most foolish sheep think that the disasters happening around their pastor is as a result of his sin or her sin or as a result of divine judgment. 
And what people don't know is that what happens to a sheep can happen to a shepherd. In fact, the sheep and the shepherd are in the same field facing the same threat. So what happens, the viper that is after the sheep can come after the shepherd. True or false? So when it happens to the church member, we are, it's okay. The pastors will go and take all the blow and help fix them. But when it happens to the shepherd, the pastor, most church members would desert their pastor with rumors. Maybe he has done this, maybe he has done that. But let me tell you that a pastor is also a child. In fact, that is why in the Bible, there is only children of God. We don't have adult of God. That is to say, all of us are what? Have you seen an adult of God in the Bible before? We are all children of God. It's by grace that I am standing on this exalted um, altar. It's just by grace. And if God had chosen you to be here, you would have been here. But really, it is just by the mercies of God. So now he now goes ahead to mention that in as much as he's not happy with these two people, he's also happy and his heart blesses some people. And then he now brought out one particular household and he said in verse 16, The Lord give mercy unto the house of Onesiphorus. Nice name you can put on your child. Why? For he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. That's one of the keys to receiving the mercy of God. Taking care of the man of God and the work of God. But because we are not dealing with that, let's deal with the matter. Paul was praying, say, the Lord give mercy. Now, tell somebody that mercy is given by God. He said, the Lord give mercy to the house of Onesiphorus. I believe strongly that according to the word of God, we are seeing that a whole house can receive mercy from the Lord. Your whole household can be covered in the mercies of the Lord. The church is known as the household of faith. So the whole keeper's house can also be covered by the mercies of God. Praise the Lord. And keeper's house worldwide can be covered by the mercies of God. So tonight, on the revelation of this word, I declare that wherever keeper's house is, and wherever the associates are, all the branches and all of you who are connected to us in one way or the other, may your households be covered with the mercies of the Lord in Jesus' name. Every household under the sound of my voice, may you be covered in the mighty name of Jesus. Shout a better amen. amen. So a whole household can be given mercy to cover them. For he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. But when he was in Rome, he sought me out very diligently and found me and said, The Lord grant unto him that he may find mercy of the Lord in that day. 
the Lord granted, I just want, I don't want to go into the key, but Paul was praying, like I told you the, the last time, that one of the keys to obtaining mercy is the pronouncement from your pastor. Now you see that it is Paul who is making pronouncement over the life of Onesiphorus and his house that the Lord grant unto him that he may find mercy of the Lord in that day. And in how many things he ministered unto me at Ephesus. You know. So, there are people. Just look at the scripture very well. There are people who look for mercy but they don't find. <laughs> the Lord grant unto him that he may find mercy of the Lord. Some people can find the mercy of human beings. But they don't find the mercy of the Lord. In that day, that there is a day that what you will need will not be an anointing. There is a day that what you will need <laughs> will not be your prayer power. In that day, there's a day of need. There is a day that what you will need is not sharp prophetic anointing. No, 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 no. A day that what you need is not even your pastor or the church you attend. There is a day that what you will really need is that God's mercies will be granted you. Praise the Lord. And of course, when the Bible is talking about in that day, it's not talking about the day that you are celebrating. It's actually talking about a day of need. It could, be an, it could be a day of adversity. And you might need some divine intervention. In fact, in that particular verse, the, the, the last verse that I read, you realize that Paul mentions the Lord twice. The Lord grant unto him <laughs> that he may find mercy of the Lord in that day. Have you seen? Have you seen? There are some things that help us fail to grant help, even though they try the best they can. There are some days, so the, the Bible calls them the day of adversity, where no human being is able to help you, and no earthly intervention is able to turn things around for you. In that day, you need the mercies of the Lord. What do you need? <laughs> The Bible said in Hebrews chapter number 4 please give me verse number 12 and then verse number 16. It said for the word of God is quick. Give me 16. It said let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. And watch it. That when we come boldly to the throne of grace, one of the things that we will obtain is mercy. That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of what need. That coming to the throne of grace, 
one of the things that you will obtain for your help in the time of need is mercy. Please put your hand on your head and say, Mercy, Lord. Now, if I were you, anytime I hear something that is wow, whether positive or negative, I will say, Mercy, Lord. What are you supposed to say? Mercy. Mercy. Mercy, Lord. And I will teach you about the cry of mercy as the weeks go on. Oh, this year, dear. It is a very serious year because the number 21 prophetically doesn't do well with, it is a very controversial number. 21 and 13. It is 21 days that Daniel prayed and the first day the the promise was released and principality withheld the answer for 21 days. 21 days. It is a prophetic state where you are near your testimony, but you don't see it. I thought you would say mercy. This is the kind of year that people will be standing by their husband. And they are seeing the person as a foolish man. You'll be standing by your helper and you think it's your destroyer. As Daniel was in the place, praying and praying and praying, and the Lord said, Daniel, the first day you lifted up your voice in prayer, the answer was, saying, so why did I not see? It's a year that if you are not careful, you will be so close to the breakthrough, and you will never see it. But the message of the Lord, Ayagadiba Hatosa, that will help us in time of need, will release supernatural help so that we will obtain whatever we must obtain. That amen should be louder than it is. Mercy is that side of God that shows you kindness. That (laughs) you do not deserve when somebody asks you about mercy, what do you read? Because you see, in that scripture, you see two things there. You see mercy, which is predominantly an Old Testament phenomenon, explained in the New Testament in grace. And it, it comes from the typological figure of the Ark of the Covenant, the cover of the Ark of the Covenant that has blood on it. And that blood, that's the blood that was offered before God for the blotting out of the sins of the people on a, in an annually basis by the priest. And that covering of the Ark of the Covenant with the blood sacrifice on it prevented or kept the eyes of the priest from seeing whatever was in the Ark. And as long as the priest could not see whatever was in the Ark, the priest was exempted from judgment because human eyes were not meant to see what was in the ark. And what was it in the ark? The Ten Commandment plus judgment. Everything there is judgment. The rod of Aaron, that barded. You remember Korah and the rest? Yeah. And then the manna that fell. 
And the manna did not fall because God was happy with the people. Because these people complained and God gave them manna. Everything there stands for judgment. So, any man that saw into the ark perished instantly. Judgment came on the person. So, in order for judgment not to come on the person, the mercy seat, like the cover of a coffin, was done to cover the mercy seat, but it was turned upside down so that it can contain the blood with cherubim on it. Are you here at all? And so, instead of seeing the the plaques and the, the rod of Aaron and all of that, what the priest will offer on, on the ark was the blood. And then he, as long as he kept seeing the blood, judgment could not be upon the people. That is why lack of mercy is full exposure to judgment and yokes. So when we are talking about the mercies of God, we are actually talking about a people who have misbehaved and who are <laughs> exempted from what they deserve. Let me say it in simple terms. Mercy denies you of what you deserve. Let me say it again. If I was a singer, what would I say? Take it again. Mercy does not give you what you deserve. And what do you deserve? Judgment. That's why you will hear in the court that, oh my Lord, temper judgment with what? So mercy actually tempers judgment when it shows up. So in mercy, you do not receive what you deserve. What you deserve is what? Condemnation. It's judgment, it's sickness, it's yokes. Mercy denies you. Mercy says no. Grace, on the other hand, gives you what you don't deserve. It secures for you what you don't deserve. That's Jesus came to die so that you that don't deserve life, you receive life based on grace. By his death, you have received prosperity so that he has become poor. So grace gives you what you don't deserve and mercy denies you from what you deserve. I don't know if somebody is here today. So you go to the, any time we are in the presence of God, one of the things we carry away is mercy for the time of need. Help in the time of need. As you come here today and the rest of the year, may you obtain the mercy that will secure your life in the time of need. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I don't know what need that will come your way, but Bible says that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him from them all. I am declaring that the Lord will deliver you from every kind of affliction by his mercy. On the road, may the Lord show you mercy. That is why when you are traveling, we say, have journey mercies. There's a mercy for journey. He said, you will go out in the field and you will return from the field. It is by the mercies of the Lord. Don't take it for granted that by the mercies of, look at what the Bible says. It says that because of his mercies, we are not consumed. 
that absence of the mercies of God is full of burning down of your destiny without remedy. Consumed. You don't have feet to stand when mercy is not on ground. Can you put your hand on your hand and say, Father, through the blood of Jesus, kindly show me mercy. One more time, say, Father, let your mercy be upon my house like that of Onesiphorus. Let your mercy be upon this house. I can't hear you say, Father, show me mercy. Beautiful. 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 And if mercy will help in times of need, the question will be that, who needs mercy? Or in what condition do you need the mercies of God? Number one, when you are troubled and in grief, actually this is number five from the watch night. I gave you four. But number one tonight is when you are troubled and in grief, you need the mercies of God. Psalm 31 verse 9. In Psalm 31 verse 9, let's read together. He said what? Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am in trouble. My eye is consumed with grief. Yea, my soul and my belly. Kai. So here, the psalmist is saying that God should have mercy upon him because he is in what? Trouble. Anyone that is in trouble needs mercy. He said, my eye is consumed with grief. That is, I can't control my grief. And that kind of grief, that touches your soul. So that, you, you see that, the matter, no, you will be having diarrhea without even knowing. When you are there, you can have anxieties. You, you, you can see that your pressure, you can see that your system is not working well. But it's not like you are thinking that the life you know, can become mania for you. Either something terrible has happened or it's on the way coming and you don't have what it takes to stop it. Or you are, I mean, if someone is in court and is standing trial for life imprisonment or is, is going on a death row, you see that before the judgment is passed, the lawyers, most of the time, they know. And you, Crampon, you will know. Are you here? You see that all of a sudden, you see that your stomach will be turning. You see that your, your soul will be touched. The thing will touch your innermost being. And it is the kind of trouble that brings you grief that money cannot bail you out. Your connections are unable to settle your matter. Church. Life has different dynamics. I, I don't know why you are not talking to me. I said life has different dynamics. There are things that can... People are in stuff. Trouble that... They don't know the beginning and they can't fathom the end. 
It's like they have done everything there is to do, but the thing is not working. It's a doing same. When David said, When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock. That, and there is a trouble that you can see light at the end of the tunnel. But this one, he said, My eye is consumed with grief. My soul has been daba. Abba. It's, 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 the, it's the trouble of troubles. Master of troubles. You see that life is ebbing out. And you don't have remedy for it. When you are in such a condition, you need to agree with the psalmist that show me what? Mercy. Have mercy upon me. Put your hand on your hand. Say, Father, please in 2021, through the blood of Jesus, have mercy upon me and deliver me from the trouble that will cause me grief. Hey. Please. <laughs> the next person who needs mercy is the one who is filled with contempt and shame. The person who is treated with contempt and shame. Psalm 1, 2, 3, verse number 3. Anyone who is treated with contempt and shame needs what? Mercy. He said, have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon us, O Lord. Have mercy upon us. For we are exceedingly filled with what? Content. <laughs> Who is the person? Treated? When the Bible says content, what does it mean? A person filled with content is a person who is disregarded, disrespected, insulted, is a person that is dishonored. It's a person that is trodden under feet. Eh? You are a walkover. Contempt means that you are rejected where people are accepted. Contempt means that you are there, but it is as if you are not there. Content actually means that you are being defied. You are not recognized. Your power in, in court. Amma, when they say contempt, what are they trying to say? Father, please, when you, are shown, when you are in contempt, it means that you have disregarded a particular rule or um, you were given an order and you have not acted on it. You, you have, disregarded what the court said. You have disregarded so when a person is treated, so when a court charges someone with contempt, it means that the person has disrespected the court. <laughs> Have you seen why they invited those people to see their insides? So when life is treating someone with contempt, it's actually simply means that life is shaming you. So all those people who were called to the court, they were trying to shame the justices 
on the bench. So they called them to see which people will beg so that we'll know who is in shame. Yeah, whether it's the justices who must be put to shame or the people. That's what they called them to show. Well, let's see where the power did. So there are some people, they are filled with contempt. I'm telling you that your, the relationship you are having, some people can predict how it will end. They can see that the business you have started that you are jumping about. Oh, some witches somewhere. They have already concluded. This one is a nine-day wonder. Contempt. Contempt is the reason why a madam can serve a gate man. Gate man is a human being. But in the scale of things, when a husband is there, the food, the quality of the food will be higher than that of the other people. All other. I'm saying contempt is what will make Madame serve a gate man with her body and deny the husband in the evening with her body. That's her The man can come and be honing for the gate man to open the gate. And the gate man can stretch on the bed and, and, and stretch and say, crowd hydrant because we use what you know. So you see that the respect level, no, I take up. Because it's like love is big and two people can share. And when a guy is not there, Get one is in charge. Content. So as he sees you, and he sees that it's like normally content is like somebody knows something about you that is so coded that they use that foundation to disrespect you, and nobody can do jack. That is why they say familiarity it breeds what there is a way that. People who are supposed to honor you get to a certain level that they begin to play football with you. When you see that in a place where you should be honored, you are treated with indignity. You have to know that what you really need is what. And why is it so? It means that whatever mercy, you see the mercy it covers the danger. The mercy that must cover your ugly side is not in place. So people are seeing that ugly side. So you are not attractive in their eyes. So you, you can be dressed with a long hair. Beautiful makeup. But you have been exposed spiritually because mercy is not on ground. And so, instead of people seeing the attractiveness of your beauty, they see something beyond it. Just a really crown of moons are punching and I'm honored. Somebody say, Mercy, Lord. I can't hear you at all. Say, say, Mercy, Mercy. Say, Father, show me mercy today. Yeah. Hey, it's a serious matter. I'm telling you, it's a very serious matter. 
Contempt power. Because when mercy is not on ground, everything is consumed. Because of your mercy, we are not consumed. That is the beauty is consumed. Because the mercy is not on ground. Your employability is consumed. Because mercy is not what? That's why you take your certificate. There's first class on it all. But your employability has been consumed. So your ability becomes your disability. Because grace, mercy is not on ground for you. So all that people want to do is to judge you, no consideration, push you into the pit, and, and, and finish you. They are, in fact, when mercy is on ground, People who hold stones, they throw it down. But when mercy is absent, ah, when they hear Jeloe, everybody, where is the stone? Give me the stone. Hey, give me the stone. Everybody is trying to come after you. With, can you put your hand on your head? Say, Father, show me mercy that I will not be treated with contempt. Ah, it is lack of mercy. Ah. It's lack of mercy that will consume a person who is falsely accused. Yeah. You see that the trouble of somebody can just come to you because you resemble them. Say, mercy Lord. I'm teaching you how to say some things. When I say that, they say, mercy, Lord. Oh, Father. Kadabahasa. Imalagadabada. Shakatalabababa. Zagalabahata. You shall not be shown contempt from today again. Anything exposing you to shame and reproach and contempt, I declare in the name of Jesus, may the message of the Lord overshadow that thing right now. Let the message of the Lord cover it in the name of Jesus. May the message of the Lord cover it in the name of Jesus. May you see the favor of the Lord. May you see the glory of the Lord. May you see the blessings of the Lord. And may whatever is causing shame in your life, may the message of the Lord take care of it in the name of Jesus. Shout aloud, amen. Hey! Beautiful. Say, mercy, Lord. I can't hear you. Say, mercy, Lord. I'm feeling, I feel like pushing this, but the thing has just really touched me. Pa. Say, mercy. Say, come upon my life. Say, Father, have mercy on my house, my children, my business, everything that I stand for. May I not be filled with contempt. Mercy. You, you see, you see, the word is filled. The word is what? Filled means you are in a position, exalted position, but you are treated less than the dignity of that position. That is why sebi sebi. People who, 
how do we even say? Mean people, mere people, people who don't deserve to climb the ladder with you, can paint you anyhow. Just a moment, some fatter. Let me know when you make I did what am I your simple? Simple. Or do best is forms is here. Then I would you want to say, and then Sadim said, Tossana, who can say, You will be shocked. How did I get here? What happened? Who is doing this? What is happening? Are you following here at all? You see that the man used to be a CEO. But because he's filled with contempt, he's now a beggar. When the message of the Lord was redrawn from Nebuchadnezzar, he became like an animal in the bush. Not just an animal. There are some animals hunters don't even pursue. A grass cutter whose hair has been peeling off. Oh, they come and pass. Let's look for a proper grass cutter. Nebuchadnezzar had nails like a monster. His body grew hair like an animal. There was no beauty in him for men to desire him. The king who was glorious, he changed his location from a palace to a forest. And Bible said his counselors were redrawn from him. Because mercy was redrawn from him. And so when people even, people even forgot that there was a king who used to be, who was called Nebu for short. All powerful Nebu. Because mercy was a, ah, that is why the psalmist, when he was praying against a wicked person in Psalm 109, he said, let no man show him mercy. And when he is presented, may mercy be redrawn from it. Because he knew that it doesn't matter what you have done. When mercy is on ground, you cannot be treated with contempt. May the Lord show you mercy. In the mighty name of Jesus, no matter what has happened to you, today, receive mercy. May your wise men not be redrawn from you. When your counselors and your wise men are redrawn, foolishness is all the way to, to, to wherever you are going because your safety is in your counselors. And so when mercy is redrawn, you see that foolish people become your company. It's a change of personnel. Keep us as may God show us mercy. May the Lord show us mercy. In the mighty name of Jesus. What prayer will do, let prayer do. And what mercy will do, let it not be redrawn from us. That amen is not strong at all. If I were you, I would use all my last to say amen. Please take your seat. Who needs mercy? 
In the Bible, the person or the condition that needs mercy is when leprosy arrests destiny. When leprosy arrests destiny, you must cry for mercy. Luke chapter 17, verse 12 to 15. The Bible said, And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Put your hand on your head. Say, Jesus, Master, have mercy upon me. Lepers, ten. The next verse, please. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show thyself unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were what? Cleansed. The, the, the distance between the leprosy and the cleansing of their destiny was a cry for mercy. Have mercy upon them. And all this, these are adults. They have been living as lepers until mercy landed. That's why I'm saying that the person who needs mercy is the one that leprosy has arrested. When leprosy arrests your destiny, and leprosy does not respect a captain or a maid. Naaman was a captain. He had leprosy. Miriam was a prophetess. She became leprous. Are you here at all? Kaliza Bradiga, King Uzea. He was a king. Had achieved so much. He became leprous. These lepers, ten of them, came to Jesus and said, Master, Lord, have mercy on us. Our destiny, no. It's two lepros. So we have become lepers in our family. No, nobody marries in that family. That's a leprosy there. Then the leprosy has arrested the marital destiny. And it doesn't matter how far somebody goes to school, leprosy must still arrest them when it comes to employment. Some families, the leprosy there is premature death. When something beyond human kill, and at that time, you couldn't kill leprosy. That's why they were, they, were, they were ceremonially unclean. They were ostracized. They were meant to live outside the city in camps. Are you following here at all? And it was highly contagious and infectious. So when it touched somebody, it could just spread like covid So, when a leper came to town and he was going into the market, he has to put his hand on his head and he will be shouting, I am a leper. I am unclean. I am a leper. I am unclean. And people will be opening the way because what they who can't You two, they have to quarantine you. They have to go into isolation. 
for some days. Read the Bible very well. So a leper could not marry a regular person because the and you see that the leprosy was an arrest of destiny. Neman could not go to war again, even though he was a captain full of victories. He had the badges, but he was not functional. Because leprosy had arrested. There can be a pastor can be arrested with leprosy. Look at Miriam. Ministry can be arrested by leprosy. Hey, there are businesses. In fact, in the Old Testament, if you saw a leper, you wouldn't even look at the leper. And a leper wanted to take your tomato, he only has to touch it. You now you leave it. Matape tape. We are crying matape tape. What the hell? I do what the channel. You shall never be a leper. Leprosy will not arrest you spiritually. Your destiny will not be arrested by leprosy. Jesus said, go show yourself because of mercy. And when they went, they saw that they were cleansed. Today, by the mercies of the Lord, may you be cleansed for you to be shown. He who don't know you will begin to know you because the mercies have found you. You shall be pregnant so that you can go and show yourself. By the message of the Lord, let the barren be pregnant. Let the unemployed receive employment. May the woman whose children are being mocked that they have become nothing. Oh God, by your message, let them become something. That they will be able to show themselves unto their families, unto their generations, unto their authorities. May mercy come down for you today. In the mighty name of Jesus. That sickness, that is a leprosy. That gynecological problem. May the message of the Lord. Ah, may God show you mercy. You will go and present yourself to that gynecologist. And he will ask you what happened. And you said the message of the Lord. Brought me out. Cleansed me. In the mighty name of Jesus. I see every spiritual leprosy. Breaking off your destiny. By the power of the message of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Shout aloud. Amen. Can't you sing that song? I am not consumed. It is by your mercy. Come on. I am not consumed. Lift your hands and sing. Yes, Lord. May 
the Lord tempered judgment with mercy. In any case, you'll find yourself in a Hey. Receive mercy, hey! Mashele gele mahataya. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 13. Please take your seat. <laughs> we are in a camp mode. Camp mode activated. First Timothy chapter number 1 verse 13. The Bible said, let's read together one go. 13 verse 13. Can we read it together one go? Who was before a blasphemer? And a persecutor, an injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. So here we see Apostle Paul talking about his past and the fact that he persecuted the church, he killed people, he blasphemed against God, but he obtained mercy because he did it ignorantly. Now, we will talk about the ignorance part of his journey, but what you need to really consider yourself with tonight is the fact that if Paul said, I obtained mercy, then it means that mercy is obtainable. That a person must know what it takes to walk in the mercies of the Lord. And I believe that according to the word of God, in Matthew chapter number 5, I think when we were reading about curse not this one, curse not that one, do that, 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 that. It says that God is merciful that when it rains goes into the house of the righteous and the house of the what? Unrighteous. That is, there's something called general mercy. That God out of his sovereignty offers to all mankind on the face of the earth. 
But there is also mercy that you can obtain by walking in covenant principles with God. And so if you look at the verse number 16 of that same chapter, you see that Paul makes mention again, verse 16. Watch it. Kelemo satala ikolo sapradiga. He said, how be it for this cause I obtained mercy. Because Paul is saying that mercy is what? Obtainable. That in me first, Jesus Christ might show forth all long suffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life what? Everlasting. He said, how be it? For this cause I obtain mercy. Put your hand on your head. Say, Father, open my eyes to know how to obtain mercy as I walk on the face of the earth this year 2021. Say, Father, I pray that you show me how to obtain mercy. So how do you obtain mercy? We learned the last time that the fear of God is key number one. We learn key number two, not in any other format, is pronouncement from your shepherd. Now, key number three, which is key number one today, is servanthood. What is the key? I can't hear you. What is the key? Or doing God's work. Or doing kingdom work. Or submitting yourself to missionary duties. When you become a missionary for Christ, working for the Lord as well as working in the secular world, mercy will locate you. Psalm 143 verse 12. Beautiful scripture. Psalm 143 verse 12. It said, For of thy mercy cut off mine enemies and destroy all them that afflict my soul. Why? For I am thy servant. The reason why God should deploy mercy to cut off his enemies and destroy all of them who are afflicting his soul is qualified there. For I am thy servant. It takes a believer who puts himself in the work of the ministry as a church worker, kingdom practitioner, co-laborer in the vineyard of Jesus Christ to call for the deployment of mercy from the Lord. You cannot be a freelance believer and be asking heaven to deploy mercy to what benefit? Question you have to ask yourself is that you are asking God to give you mercy so that what? In response to what? Why should heaven deploy that mercy on your behalf? He said, for I am thy servant. Please. When two people are suffering one thing, eh, the differential is in how valuable you are 
based on what you do in the kingdom. Not just based on the fact that the blood of Jesus has saved you. And maybe you didn't hear it well. And I'll say it again. I'm saying that the believer who is working for the Lord as a missionary is more valuable to the Lord and his kingdom than the one sitting on the pew listening to preaching every now and then. You are just a child of God. You are not his servant. And please, in this church we know that a son can be denied what is being given to servants. Servant can always make a demand. Because a son has inheritance, but a servant, who is also a son, has inheritance. That side of the sonship has inheritance and is also worthy of his hire. Because he's been able to move his sonship into also the realm of what? Servant to. That's so you see that a son who is working in the father's company is a son, but he's also paid the level of payment given to people who are working for money. Two of us. You cannot be in the church and be shouting mercy, 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 mercy. 21. 2021. Shout mercy. You'll be making noise. What is he shouting about the mercy for? Who is he? Let's see what he's been bringing to the kingdom. If you are a church worker, a kingdom builder, you put in your energy. Energy. You put in yourself. You put in your money. Your ideas. You are there. Pam, pam, so. Working for the Lord. Going out there. Winning souls. You are going. You will say, I will give money. You people go and win souls. By me, no, I give money. What do you mean? What do you mean by you? Do you give money? So we, we should go out there and win So In this church, who is poor? I'm saying, who needs your money to go out there and win souls? When you are sitting down. When Zacchaeus came to follow Jesus, eh, he was also winning souls. Are you richer than Zacchaeus? Priscilla and some heavy-duty women around Jesus. Bible called them women who had substance. And they went everywhere Jesus went, winning souls with him, even though they were rich. Your job is not an excuse not to work for the Lord. Your money you give to the church is not an excuse not to be on the field. We were ordered to be on the field, not ordered to go to the bank. So if you have money in the bank, take the money and let's go to the field. Bring the money, but go to the field. Are you here at all? Because when God comes, he will not be counting your money. He will be counting the souls and the work you did for him. He didn't say each person's money will be passed through fire. He says your works will be what? This year, you have to be a missionary. When I started talking about this one, many people don't want to listen. There's a woman who had cancer. She, stage four. Is it, is it stage four is the terminal point. Last stage, she was given just a few days. And I was with her in Harley Street Clinic. 
She was dying. Tubes were by her side, draining water from her lungs. And with this bucket, every one hour, the bucket was almost getting full. She said, Pastor, pray for me. I prayed with her. I said, I said, as we are praying, something must move God. He said, tell God if she heals me, I would I would do A, B, C, D in his kingdom. He had, she had money, so she was not talking about money. She was talking about her body being there. Are you here at all? And from nowhere, the diagnosis started changing. And the symptoms started disappearing. And then she got up. And the Abrofoot doctors were surprised. They asked her, we were treating you, but we knew you would die. How you are up is a mystery to us. They don't know that on the deathbed, on the deathbed, she said, God, my life is in your hands for your work. And this is a woman who has been standing by her pastor for many years, even before I got to know them in uh, 2006 dedicated to the work of God. She could call on divine mercy because she had built a platform for the work of God. Please, let me submit to you that your face is not beautiful to God to deploy mercy to you. No human being is beautiful before God. He made you laugh. He can make better things. He can make better you know. Your beauty is for men. The thing is that in the spirit realm, God doesn't even see your face. He sees your spirit. Because God interacts with the spirit of man. So uh, all the things, the, the things, listen to me, all the dresses, uh, that's why I say that before God, all things are what? Naked. Everything you are just trying to put on to adorn, blah blah blah. God doesn't see everything is just rubbish. There's no value. Luke chapter 1, verse 54. If you are a church worker. If you are not, from today, make up your mind. That from today, I will work for the Lord in the church. It will qualify you for mercy. Luke 154, it says, He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his word, mercy. <laughs> Which person did God help in remembrance of his mercy? Servant Israel. In remembrance of his word. Question is. Are you a servant in the keeper's house? Do you serve here? Your pastors, do they recognize you? As a a servant here? This year, like 2020. We don't know what is in the year. 
But one of the ways to go through the year successfully is to fortify yourself. Arm yourself with judgment-consuming mercy. And that judgment-consuming mercy, or in, in simple language, the antidote to judgment of destruction is mercy. And to arm yourself with that, you know, you need to be on the side of God, working for God as a servant. <laughs> if God qualifies you as a servant, he's going to ensure you with mercy. He's going to do what? Ensure you with mercy. Some, some workplaces, when they are sick, they have a particular hospital they go, and they have a card. When they show the card, no matter the sickness, they are treated there, and it is a company that pays. True or false? If you are not working there, do you also show that card? Ask somebody, what are you doing for the Lord? And tell them, body like you know, you are not doing anything physically here. Your money too is not coming. You just enjoy God. Ah, hey, as a hey, have you seen at the workers' camp? You are not coming. Hey, you say you'll be there. You say, hey, what are they doing there? You say, oh, our church, they are doing a workers' camp. No one could be, no, I am not a worker. The workers, the workers, the workers. Tell somebody this year, no? Be part of the workers. One more time, one more time. Tell somebody this year, enroll, enlist yourself as a servant of God. Clap your hands and bless the Lord. Many deliverances have come to people because they have been valuable in the hands of God. A centurion needed, a centurion needed, he was just shouting. He even said he's not worthy. The elders told Jesus, you have to go. But this man is a good citizen. Even the synagogue where you are preaching now, he built it. His servant cannot die. Oh. Jesus stopped preaching in the church. Like you can imagine a man just enters here. Or he just sends a delegate to come. A pastor, the preacher you are preaching is okay. There's a man there. He's the one who built this place you are using for church. His serv- he's not even the child. Oh. His servant is dying. He says he loves the servant. And one says, let me die preaching. No? The same way Jesus did. He just stopped the preaching. And he was going, as he was going, the man saw him. He said, Ah, why are you coming? Stand there. Just say the word. Some people will even fast and anoint you. Still, the thing will be doing you. Because you have not built a synagogue before the adversity struck. So there is no foundation for a word to be released for the deliverance or the turnaround of that calamity. But people who build a synagogue for God, when trouble strikes, oh, God shows himself strong. 
And so today, if you are here and you have been doing things for the Lord and the devil is afflicting you, on the basis of this revelation, go to God and say, God, show me mercy. Show me, because it's an error. It's an error for you to be serving God and serving sickness at the same time. You cannot be a servant with two masters. Serving God and serving diabetes? No. It has to change. And if you petition God by mercy, God will show up for you. Praise the Lord. Are you here at all? Are you blessed already? I see the Lord favoring you and showing you mercy. That amen should be louder than it is. I said the amen should be louder than it came out. Receive the mercy of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Mercy over your house. Over your business. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Shout a louder amen. Yeah. You were here when a prophecy came that this brother, there was an uncle of his holding machet running on the street. That What did he even say? You finish this guy. Did I give you a date? 26 December. Are we not in January? And I believe strongly one of the things God looked on to deliver him is the fact that he is serving in the house. He's serving in the church. He's in the hospitality. He's in prayer. He's living in my house. He's doing donkey jobs. Cleaning. Weeding. Washing. Servants deserve mercy. You deserve it. The people in Luke chapter 7, they told Jesus that this man, he deserves what he's asking you for. He deserves... It is not too many people can go and stand before God to say, I deserve. When the prophet told Hezekiah he would die, he turned to God and said, God, I deserve long life. Because he was a servant of God. He knew what he had done. May you get to that point where you say, ah, God, I can't die like an unbeliever. I deserve another chance. Are you here at all? Receive the grace to serve the Lord for mercy. That's why when you are serving... Or when you are in the church, nobody's carelessness, recklessness, foolishness must make you draw back from working for the Lord. Because it will expose you to the judgment side and withdraw mercy from you. That's why the Bible says that he that holds the plow and then he looks back and leaves it. It's not fit. Why is he not fit? Because leaving the thing means that you don't have protection again. He said, you want to serve God? Serve God. And God will give you mercy. And you will find grace to help in times of need. Favor. Receive that mercy today in Jesus' name. Tonight, the communion you are going to partake is a communion for mercy. The blood will speak for somebody here. Somebody say, I'm a child of God. And I serve for the kingdom. And I receive mercy on my, on my behalf. And on behalf of my family. One more time. Say I receive mercy. On my behalf and that of my family. 
Say, my spouse and my children, mercy on every side. In the mighty name of Jesus. Say, I shall not be consumed. Me and my house, because of the mercies of the Lord. Give the Lord a big clap of praise. Clap your hands and bless God. Come on, come on. Clap your hands like you know this thing. It is by your mercy. Clap, 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 clap. I am not consumed. Hey. Stand up and give the Lord a big clap of mercy. It is by your mercy. I am not It is by your mercy. listening to the testimony word broadcast from the keepers house chapel international locate us at madina estate accra off the social welfare road between the golf lane station and wawan washing bay follow us on facebook at the keepers house chapel international broadcast and audio rima at reverend francis Auburn. visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org one word for further information call 0244 831 or 0204-916-168 Experiencing Jesus Bethany Ministry